This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. If you ever believed Captain America was on the U.S. Olympic soccer team. If you ever thought that the Winter Soldier was that brace yourselves guy on the internet. And if you ever wondered just what would a raccoon do with a machine gun. Then don't let another week pass you by without tuning into Mighty Marvel Geeks. Mighty Marvel Geeks is your show about all things Marvel. With news, rumors, commentary, and interviews. As well as our weekly recommendations on what to pick up on New Comic Book Day. Official consulting hours are between 8 and 5 every other Thursday. That's Mighty Marvel Geeks on WeebyGeeks.net, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. That's me. Uh, welcome to another episode of Wookie Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. Uh, I could say it in Chinese, Xin Yin Gai La, Kwai La, or I could just say it in English. Happy New Year's, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And, and technically, I, I, to do it, on correcting myself. It's Xin Yin Kwai La. That's how you say it. Happy New Year in Chinese. Boy, I get okay. from working at Epcot. Uh, <laughs> Before I go any further, check out the homepage. I know I got to get caught up. It's been nuts. Um, Right-hand sides are affiliates. Also, two heroes and villains and found me. Um, Use the code SMUGGLERS for 15% off your first purchase at both of those. Just click the pictures. They'll take you right to their sites. Also, two is our web store. Coming soon, Wookie Radio Black Series hats. And I'm thinking I may, because I'm I'm thinking about doing a t-shirt for uh, our T-Public store, because I found a real clean um picture online of the scoundrel logo from Galaxy's Edge. I might just slap the war mark over the top of it and make that a t-shirt, which may do that as a hat as well. <laughs> cool. Um, maybe not as a hat because I, I don't know. Figure it out. I, I need to talk to Jack over at at, at, uh, at the store and find out. I'll have to ask some questions. Um, of course, Jack's a great guy. He's the one who hooked up, up with our web store where he can get some great t-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, hoodies. Um, I really love my Wookiee Radio hat. I really love my uh, Weeby Geeks hat. Um, they're both great. Um, so I highly recommend them. There's a couple different options for you guys to choose from. Like I said, Black Series is coming soon. 
cartoon for Wookiee Radio. Basically, it's black on black. It's a black logo. All black, all blacked out logo on a black hat. I'm going to call it the Black Series. Yeah, I may have to pick that one up. And I'm tempted to have him put on the side, in a maybe in Arabish, Black Series. (laughs) (laughs) Either on the side or on the back, the hat. Yeah. (laughs) I think that would be cool. I want want to take a look at the box for the Black Series logo, see how it, uh, to see how that's labeled. So, Uh, I have boxes behind me. I just don't want to. Yeah. Actually, they really just love you. It really don't say like I, it does. It's almost like a basic real font underneath the Star Wars logo. So it's almost like a, a, a straight, straight you, you font. You see it better there. Wait, wait. Okay, you can't yeah. Read what you're doing with it. I need to get a new webcam. Best Buy. I uh, I didn't pay much for mine. I, I think I paid under seventy bucks for it. Um, mine, it does say the Black Series on it on mine. So I just may do that in gray across the back. Say Black Series. Yeah. <laughs> in in that basic font, maybe in the Sofa Chrome font. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Or or I have the I have a font that looks like Arabish, but it's English. <laughs> I could do that and have it say Black Series, just real small across the back. Yeah. This is gonna be fun. I got, I need to talk to Jack. You should have it tweaked. You should put um, WikiRadio.net somewhere on it too. Yeah. Mm. Look into that. Um, so uh, find us on social media at Wookie Radio. Uh, I am going to try the day of recording, which we record on Wednesdays. I'm going to try and do a video at some point, kind of teasing what we may be talking about. A few things. Um, try and give a preview of what the show's going to be that night uh, when we record. But I also want you guys to watch because I want you guys to participate, you other smugglers out there, and give us topics and questions as well because we'll we'll do the uh, smugglers transmissions, I think is what we'll call it, where we can get um, get you guys involved with the show as well. So I, want, I want more of you smugglers to, to participate with us. So, uh, speaking of which, I know we got stories. Uh, we're looking at what? Resistance tonight, talking about mutiny, uh, timeline of Star Wars, uh, Chewbacca and his metal insight, uh, visual effects for Skywalker, uh, some merch stuff, and some comics before we hit um, smugglers data pad, uh, which the smugglers data pad has been good to me over the holiday. Open it up, reading some <laughs> Star Wars comics. Uh, I'm almost caught up completely on Target Vader, even though that has ended. And I'm trying to get caught up on Afra. Not <laughs> really. The one that's going to be the hard- I'm way behind on the main title, Star Wars. Oh, am I way behind? Uh, anyway, yeah, I'm behind on that. That one too. But that's the nice thing about Marvel. You get the digital copy and you can read it at your leisure without having to unbag your books. As much as I still like touching and feeling the paper, ease of convenience while I'm at work, I don't ruin my books and they're on my iPad. That's the nice thing. That's why I love about having a digital copy. So, but my buddy Josh from Tampa, um, he and I were talking earlier today. We came, we were talking about the Mandalorian and uh, a few other things. The the purge. Okay, not the purge. What is it that Moff Gideon talks about happened to Mandalore was something with tears. Trail of Tears is what they actually called it. Did they call it a Trail of Tears? I thought that was called yeah. something else. No. Because Trail you of Tears should... is an Indian thing. Is, is the... I know. Because I, I used to live... At... I could have swore. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. Okay. While you're finding yeah. that. That's a... Yeah. He, he mentions the... How you know, it was a shame to destroy Mandalore because they wouldn't convert to the Empire or side with the Empire. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Din or, the, or Mando gets grief for 
taking Imperial Besker. Even though in his minds, yes, it was stamped with the Imperial logo, he was bringing it back to the Creed or to the clans to be used. He was restoring honor to to those particular plates of Besker. Mm -hmm. Since it was being melted down and there was no more Imperial logo on it. Okay, respect that. Sure. Um, Cleansing it of the evil, I guess is another way of saying it. So this makes me wonder if the Mandalorians have that much hatred against the Empire, and if the Purge takes place shortly after the events of Rogue One or A New Hope, this now lends to the conspiracy of Boba Fett and Jango Fett. Actually, the one story we have later, a little later on about the timelines has more, a little bit more information on the. Hang on, okay. Let me find. I gotta find it in here. What? Uh, um, what? What specifically do you mean by that statement? If I might inquire, just so I can clarify. Are they truly Mandalorian? Ah, yes. I mean, true Mandalorians. Because if that's the case, well, why would Boba Fett be so willing to work for the Empire? Right. Knowing that uh, they destroyed his planet of his heritage. Well, you know, guys got to eat. <laughs> then we know that Boba Fett is not Mandalorian. We don't know that. Said that for years. Lucas said that for years. Django was not a Mandalorian. He was a guy who had Mandalorian armor, yes, but he was not a Mandalorian. But he's ref- he's referred to as Mandalorian in Episode One or Episode That's Two. People people assume if they see the armor that it's a Mandalorian under it. The Caminos mm-hmm. called him a Mandalorian. Yeah, he could just told them that he was a Mandalorian. So at this point in time, even then, was Mandalorian just as much of a religion as it was a race as well? Possibly. It's an interesting question. Which I I hate to go the spin on it. We know the Jedi are supposed to be kind of representative of the samurai. The Imperials are kind of representative of the Nazis. Mm -hmm. Then with something like this, with Mandalorian being a religion and a race, does that make... I'm just throwing it out there. It, I, it This may be a stretch. Does, would that make them a representative of the only class of people that could fit that category in our world, the Jewish people, who are a religion and a race as well? Well, I'll let you decide that since you are of the Jewish faith, but... But no, it's just an interesting thought. It is. So, so could, okay. quite possibly. Could man, can, man, can Mandalore and the Mandalorians be that same type of thing? Uh, I, well, well, I, I would say it's possible. I brought that up a while ago, or a couple of weeks ago, I think. Yeah. Did I? Yeah, uh, you did. No, Ken did. Yeah. Um, here we go. This is out of Mandalorian here. I'm talking about that one reference. Let me let it roll forward enough to... I'm reading the subtitles as it goes here. Talking about um, uh, Din Djarin uh, has heard the songs of the Siege of Mandalore. When gunships out with similar ordinance talking about the e-web yep. uh, laid waste to the fields of Mandalor- of um, Mandalorian recruits in the Night of a Thousand Tears. That's, oh, that's, that's, that's Night of a Thousand Tears. Was, yep. Which, okay, here's where I'm going to say then ties in some of the Jewish connection. To start the Holocaust, there, the Nazis had, it was called Kristallnacht, Night of Broken Glass. And that's what led to the starting of gathering the Jews and separating them, thus starting the camps and the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. So Night of a th- Night of Broken Tears, almost the same thing. Well, Night of a Thousand Tears, but yeah. Night of a Thousand Tears. It's, it, it just lends itself uh, it, it, it could very easily be coincidence and maybe not even truly planned that way. 
perhaps. But this is or almost maybe me. you're on. Maybe I am on something. Uh, this puts the Mandalorians as being the Star Wars equivalent of the Jewish people, the Jewish and, and the gypsies, even. Because mm. remember, the gypsies were completely wiped out by Germany. So Mandal- the, the Mandalore, everything involving Mandalore could be the recipro- could be the Star Wars equivalent of everyone affected by the Holocaust. And, uh, and like I said, I could be I could be stretching and reaching hard for this, but I could see I could see some symbolism behind it. Yeah. Well, I've seen parallels of that before we actually got any details about the Mandalorian people. So, so and it's a positive. I think you're close. We're close to the mark on that. I think so. I, see, now, I think there's definitely something there. Now I want Pablo. I want either Pablo or someone else from Story Group on the show so we could talk about some of these things. Good luck. <laughs> and get. Uh, Why you think he? Any answers? Well, I don't know. If not, at least cause some thought on their end. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you know, every one of them has gone to the Dave Filoni school on how to answer questions. Yes. Yes. Oh, and believe me, I have witnessed it firsthand. Remember, I went to, the, I went to the. I, I aired it as a bonus episode of when I went to the yeah. po- to the Rebels panel. Yeah. yeah. Dave Filoni grew up watching hockey, so he knows how to dodge stuff. He's a goalie. He shouldn't <laughs> be dodging right. too much. He should be stopping stuff. Well, there you Not go. dodging. So, so yeah, that, that was something we were talking about. I'm like, you know, I almost want to make this a show topic tonight. So that came from Josh, a uh, friend of mine from Tampa. Um, it which, is an interesting thought. It, mm-hmm. it is. I mean, how much is it now? Is Boba Fett and Jango Fett, Mandalorian by reli- in the religious aspect of the way Din is now, even though Din is more Mandalorian than them because of the whole family. Yeah. Well, if you think back, though, um, if you look at Clone Wars and Rebels, or not in Re- Rebels, really, because Boba wasn't in Rebels, really, but look at Clone Wars. When Boba, um, after Jango dies, he's raised by bounty hunters and stuff. As The only reason he has any Mandalorian stuff at all is because he has the armor. He ended yeah, up right. getting armor or later, and it, that may have, for from what it looks like, because he is a straight mercenary bounty hunter. Oh yeah, he doesn't right. have a code or a creed or anything like that. No. Even back then, no. So he it is, that's why he's working with Jabba and all these other guys because he's out for money. He's out for number one, which is why. So that's why right. he's not a Mandalorian. I don't even think he even sees himself as Mandalorian, or if he is, if he does see himself as Mandalorian, it's in title only. I think I think he does see himself or maybe as Mandalorian, he or he wouldn't have the Mandalorian crest. Maybe that was, he does. That's Totally understand what the Mandalorians actually are. Yeah, or he got it. Well, no, because if if that is his dad's armor recolored for him, he would no, have had to put it on there. It's a totally different armor. His dad's actually oh, may have actually been Beskar. If you look at it now that we see what Beskar armor looks like in the Mandalorian, and you look at Jango's armor, other than it being blue, it's very similar. Yeah. And if it was Beskar, it would not look as beat up as Boba's is. <laughs> True. I don't think. Boba takes very good care of his armor. But th- no. this whole this whole thing also leads to then as well, since you brought up the point, he's only been brought up. He was what, nine or ten when Django was killed? Something yeah. like that. Like that, yeah. So the rest of his time he's been raised by the likes of Bosk or Aurora Singh. Cad Bane. Cad Bane, Hondo, that whole grouping. <laughs> really great role models. Um yeah, right. <laughs> well, I think the one that l- probably looked after him the most. Uh, who? Which bounty hunter is it that had the uh, like 
like shield like trash can lid like head uh, helmet. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. It seems like he was the one to between him and Aurora Singh, they were the ones to to shape him the most. Yeah. I remember episodes. And some of that, if I remember right, it was also them. That he happened to have because remember he has his dad's ship. He's he has Slave One. He doesn't have armor yet, but he has Slave One. So I'm wondering if right. some of that's not just he has a really good ship. <laughs> that could be it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I could see that. But um, we said Obo was his name. Embo. Embo. He seems like he he seemed more sincere with his actions around Boba than Aurora Singh. Aurora Singh saw it as he's got a cool ship. Mm-hmm. I don't have to use mine type deal. <laughs> yeah. um, but with all that, that makes it easier for him to say, I'll serve the Empire, especially if he doesn't relate to, to Mandalore. And even though that's where his ancestral history may have come from, mm-hmm. um, there's no ties there. So Empire blew it up. Oh, well, it's just another planet to him. Yeah. Right. So yeah, he just, wasn't whoever's going to pay. He was created on Camino. But right. I guess, but here's the other question, though. If Jango survived Attack of the Clones, would the views been different? Don't know. We didn't know. We don't see enough of Jango outside of um, the battle to know anything about his personality, what he feels, what he thinks, anything else. Right. Right. So that would we all depend on how he is. What was that? That would all depend on how Jango is, which yeah. we didn't, we now, didn't find. We yeah, didn't I learned like, anything about Jango other than he's a bounty hunter. And he right. says himself, it was a job. He was paid to give um, to let them have um, his DNA. It was another job. Then he was ready to move on to somewhere else. I I think Jango was more Mandalorian than we think. And I, I think it also ties in, if I'm remembering Clone Wars right, that they talk about him being an outcast and disowned. They did mention that, yeah. But uh, Pre so, Vizsla even says straight up that he was an outcast. He was not a Mandalorian. They don't know. Right. They didn't. They knew who right. he was. They didn't right. know where he got the armor. Huh. But, but maybe that was just a way of saying, no, he was one of us. We kicked him out. Yeah. They could, from a different point of view, possibly. But he exactly. says, Pre Vizsla says straight up, he's not a Mandalorian. <laughs> well, if he's been thinking about it. never was. If, if you were in the Catholic Church and you were excommunicated, Catholic Church is going to say, you are not a Catholic. Yeah. Right. Same type of thing, potentially. Maybe he was excommunicated. Yeah. He's no longer Mandalorian, so he's not a Mandalorian. In which case, you would then say, I don't know how he got the armor, whether it was sense. his true armor or not. I just thought this whole thing, when the two of us were talking about it, was going to lead to an interesting conversation, which yeah. apparently it has. Yeah, well, with the, for me, I still always go back to um, Lucas, and then um, Filoni even recently has mentioned how um, he was always told that Django and Boba were not, that's why That's why he put that stuff in the Clone Wars, is because they are not Mandalorian by blood. Okay. So, I mean, with the new canon and stuff, I don't know where they're going with it, but... I don't know either. So... And, and I go back to the, um, before you bring in the prequel stuff, Boba Fett is a very minor character with like five minutes of screen time in three movies. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's including both movies. He's got about maybe six minutes of screen time total. But the, but the expanded universe and fan fiction and stuff has created this ginormously awesome character. Right. That the, um, the actual canon Star Wars, there's no way they could live up to what everybody expects out of, out of oh, Boba Fett. No. True, true. All right. I'm going to say something that some people might find controversial, but I think I like uh, Mando better than Boba Fett. We definitely know a lot more about him and who yeah. he is and what he feels yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And he's a better character. I mean, like I said, Boba Fett was the, a true neutral character. He worked for anybody. He didn't care. He would work for the um, Rebel Alliance if they paid. But you know, yeah. I, I kind of like Bo-Katan and, and, and Pre-Vizsla more than I like Boba Fett. Yeah, sure. 
sure. Those are also characters that got more development than Boba Fett has. Yeah. We saw a lot of Bo-Katan and we saw a lot of Pre Vizsla in the um, Clone Wars. See, Boba Fett had what? Three episodes total in the Clone Wars? <laughs> yeah, not much. Supposedly, he was going to be have more more story in season seven. We may still. Which we'll see if that's true or not. And in, even in the prequels, he only had, what, another five or six minutes total? And it's basically him running around saying, Dad, look out. Yeah. <laughs> and then picking, and up, picking up the helmet that miraculously doesn't have a head in it. Yeah. Well, you as, as gruesome as it is, you see the, the head fall out when, when the helmet, when, when Mace. You do? Yeah. Watch the scene. Okay. Yeah, I think you, yeah, I think you're right. You see the head I fall out. Plus, I can bring that up. You, you see the head fall out. Um, Let me find it real quick. It is nice having all this digital now. I never, I had never bought the digitals because I have the Blu-rays. It is nice that I have it now since I have Disney Plus. Yeah. Continue on. I'll let you know when I find um, it. <laughs> when you see Mace separate the head, I guess is the less gruesome way of saying it, or decapitates him. <laughs> you 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 can see you see the helm as it goes off screen. You see the shadow of the head falling out of the helm, and, it, and it's wild. It, ah, it, it took me a it took me a couple times to see it before I actually um, before I actually caught it. It's just like <laughs> as stupid as it is. Like when we got all our indoor stuff, the, uh, the special forces logo that heroes and villains use. It wasn't until after we got our stuff from Heroes and Villains did I start noticing that logo on the helmets on the on the indoor commandos in Return of the Jedi. It's like, oh, it's been there all the time. I'm a moron. Okay, no one. It's just something you. Uh, it's just something that pops up. attention to. Yeah. Now that I see it, I can't unsee it. Ah, okay, I see. Yeah. See what I mean? As the helmet hits the ground, you see a second shadow fly away. Yeah. You see a shadow of it, but you don't yeah. actually see the head. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I never, I have never noticed that till just now. This is, this is why people had questioned, why doesn't the head fall out? Oh, the chin strap's still in it. There's, he has a chin strap that's holding the head in. Like, <laughs> uh, no. See, I've heard that. Here you like, Derek. Well, I thought doesn't... you could actually see this. I'm like, uh, no. Okay, you got that? That's not yep. it. It's the head falls falls out before after, shortly after the helmet that's obvious too yeah it's very you obvious know what you're looking, what you're looking at, for it's obvious right if you're not paying attention to it you miss it mm-hmm. yeah you absolutely well, that, miss it i've seen this that movie the how many hundred times or 200 times and i've never seen it and you will never unsee it again yeah you will always <laughs> see it from this point on like i said i won't tell you know how many times i don't know how many times i've seen return of the jedi i have never noticed the special forces logo until well, we, first until we got the stuff from heroes and villains. Yeah, well, when I, can, I can't, I can't that now. stuff. It looked familiar, so I figured it was there somewhere. It's just not something I had purposely looked at. It, it looked. I, I agree. I kind of thought it looked familiar some as well, but I didn't know. Um, I didn't know exactly what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Never put the pieces together. Never, yeah, I never got. The, I never put the pieces together because you never saw it on any of the toys. Right. Yeah. So it's almost like okay, even the newer stuff, you still didn't see it. You still don't see it on the toys. Mm. You, you know? Well, yeah, always if you had it at all, it would just be the colors on the Rebel logo. You wouldn't be able to tell exactly what it was. Right. Yeah, but it's on the helmets. Yeah. They got a lot of the other paint details on the helmets, even on the Black Series. You could easily have put that on the Black Series. It's not there, which is fine. I'm okay with that. I'm just saying, uh, that's how far it goes. I think Hasbro's even missed the missed the punch on it. So, um, so yeah. I, a lot of I, times personally, I personally say thank you. Bit. Thank you, Heroes and Villains, to... Uh, uh, bring it to my attention. Yeah. I mean, maybe d- 
just everybody else looking at it just saw it's just assumed it's just another variation on the rebel logo. Very yeah, well maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting there looking at it, going, "What's the Arabish on this?" But it's not. It's it's a it's a group's logo. It's what it is. Yeah. So anyway, as we've carried on and <laughs> really had fun with this, which is a great conversation. Our stories will have to wait till next week. <laughs> we've had a great yeah. episode. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Let's see how quick we can bust through these stories. Uh, anything we did that we don't get through, we can always bounce to the next week. That's fine. Yeah, sure. If they even hit resist- or, um, resistance quick, there's like there wasn't just like most of it. There's not super super deep except for now right. we're done with the pirates. So here here's the deal: it's conversations like this, topics like this. Yes, this was a phone conversation I had with Josh. Like I said, he's a good friend of mine. He's a listener of the show. He's a smuggler. Um, and I I thought it would turn into a great conversation, and it has. These are the type of topics or off the wall theories or whatnot that we want from you the smugglers so this topic was the first of the uh smugglers transmission there we go and i got the perfect drop for it too of course i do it's in the transmission commencing from the smuggler himself so um flushing one Um, so buckets list of fun five fun five facts five fun facts see that's what I get for rushing my dyslexia is kicking it from the mutiny which is the latest episode of Star Wars Resistance Um, the story of Sidon I mean this is a character Sidon Athano started off as a background character in Force Awakens and we see him at Maz's castle and of course uh, right hard to miss that yeah and this was this was the guy that Finn was going to go off with initially. Uh, he's known as the Crimson Corsair or the Blood Buccaneer. Uh, he also hmm. appears in The Rise of Skywalker. Where, where did I miss him in? Yeah. Hmm, really? Well, I've seen it twice. Looks like I got to go back and look again. It's like I'm going to have to go see it again, find out. Um, so yeah, I thought I, saw, I thought I knew I recognized him. I thought maybe he was part of the Guavian Death Gang. Oh, uh, yeah. He's got a very similar color scheme going there. Yeah, but he's an arms. I agent. knew I saw him before. He's a scavenger and arms agent. Arms dealer. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's very and cool. he's not above selling scrap um, weapons. <laughs> no, no. Because those droids were pretty much scrap. Yep. Um, Whatever pays the bills. <laughs> number two is So Long, Sonara. Uh, the pre-titled teaser segment for this episode was originally had a tense standoff between Athano and Kragan. As Kragan briefly considered paying less than originally agreed upon, Sonara was also to voice more misgivings, which Kragan ignored. Uh and instead emphasized on how Sonara was indebted to him. In the final episode, Sonara is not at the weapons deal, and uh, this seems to be better off. Yeah. So, uh, number three, Bricktastic Designs. Uh, the entire version of Sedan Athano's ship makes its first appearance in this episode. At the time of designing this episode, the only reference of the Messin Martinet uh, that existed were on the back view as seen in Star Wars Force Awakens and in the Lego version of the video game Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens. So they used the Lego version of the ship as the guide and the back view from the movie uh, when they designed the rest of the ship. Interesting. Very cool. I actually love the look of the ship. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's good size. 
She's a looker. Yeah. Uh, number four, secret meeting. A remote icy asteroid was designed as the meeting place for Craig and Gore and Sedan Athano being out of the way location for shady deals. For for it being an icy asteroid, wow. Uh, it has a pretty good atmosphere on it. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed they didn't worry about breather masks or anything else. For it's, an, it's like an asteroid. There shouldn't be any atmosphere. Yeah. Well. But it's also a Star Wars show for kids. So who who say right. Sedan's helmet doesn't have breathing apparatus that he just triggers. But for Craig and the rest of the pirates, oh, sure there, should have been bre- there should have been breathing apparatuses or apparatus. Uh-huh. Uh, and then number five, building a better battle droid. The B-1 battle droid got an upgrade treatment uh, thanks to uh, thanks to Miko. Uh, thankfully, it still says Roger Roger, which it was great hearing Matthew Wood's voice on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, the really cool thing with this was seeing Niku is because he's always in two seasons that we've seen, he's always been kind of bumbling and kind of oblivious to everything. But he was amazing at pulling this off. He was in his element as a mechanic and the mechanic was his cover for being the spy. It was brilliant. Mm. But he was a better spy than Kaz ever has been. Yeah. (laughs) Just funny. (laughs) And I love at the end talking about, I learned from you. I just learned you have to be inept (laughs) and bumbling. (laughs) Well, that, um, what you call it, thinking two and three steps ahead of the pirates, seeing what's going on, Processing, okay, this is not a good thing. Let's set this up ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. So um, now we're going to get into the Star Wars timeline. Every major event, chronological order. Yeah. Uh, well, I put, I put up a second story on here that is just a real quick one to add to this, was if you look at the actual Rise of Skywalker visual dictionary, they've changed up. I mean, the, the timeline pretty much is the same as what you got there. The one you got is a lot more uh, detailed. Right. But this one changed up. Like, it looks like, um, at least for this book, they've changed the zero point for the Star Wars universe. Okay, one, how do you feel about that? We have always known the zero point as the destruction as the battle of Yavin. Well, so what is it now? Before now it's Star the- Killer Incident. And after Star Killer Incident. So Star Killer Incident is the new zero point. Now which incident are we talking about? Destruction of the new government planet or the destruction of Star Killer Base? That's within like hours of each other. Okay. <laughs> they fired Star Killer Base and then hours later they blew it up. Okay. So yeah, I don't know. Looking at it from Disney's point of view, it makes it a lot easier to track everything because there's really nothing past. There's only one thing past the zero. It was just how many years before this did everything happen? Yeah, but we've we've talked about during our spoiler episode with the Mandalorian and all that. We did the whole timeline of everything based on the Battle of Yavin, and we had no problems keeping up with everything. Oh, I know that. You got to think these are marketing guys that are doing making decisions like this. Yeah. Well, here's the TV show. Yeah. Here's the TV shows and movies in chronological order on timeline. We have the Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Clone Wars, Revenge of the Sith, Solo, the Untitled Kenobi series, Rebels, Untitled Rogue One series, Rogue One. So that is all being considered in the prequel era is almost how it's being broken up. Mm. Original trilogy era is A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Resistance, Mandalorian. Now that's where they got it wrong. Mandalorian and Resistance should be swapped. Resistance 
should be I agree. right up against The Force Awakens. It should, yeah, be, re- it should be Return of the Jedi, then Mandalorian, and then re- then Resistance. Yeah. Unless you go how I think we should fix this, Rogue One should be part of the original trilogy yeah. grouping because that takes place literally right bef- two hours before A New Hope. See, I would right. do Rebels also as part of that just because Rebels is, um, the whole series is written as a precursor to A New Hope. Yeah. It sets up A New Hope. It doesn't, uh, yeah. it has stuff from the, what was before, but, but it, events of Rebels sets up A New Hope and actually Rebels goes to within the, what, six months of New Hope or less? I think less, but it starts off five years before A New Hope. Yeah, but I would so still that's put what, that in the trilogy era. See, uh, I, I would still leave it in the prequel era along with the Rogue One TV series. Because those are all stories uh, pre the tale of tough one. Rogue One. Yeah. Like I said, I was just well, looking yeah. up that. Go ahead, Derek. If you, if you stick to the the original timeline that starts at the Battle of Yavin, then that would that would all that would all be right. Yeah, before it would technically, technically be a new before. hope would be before. Yeah, but technically, yeah. the only thing that Rebels has that ties directly into Rogue One is maybe the last couple episodes. Yeah, well, but the whole series that's, ties into a new hope. It does, starting with See, season. That's what I looked at. But that, that's that, what that, I looked at. Like anything's in between, I would split depending on is it dependent on prequel movies or is it dependent on um, work help the timeline in the story of the original trilogy rebels helps the storyline of the original trilogy okay Rebel. like the obi-wan series is probably going to be a totally standalone or it's going to fall back towards the uh, prequels and fall on what's been coming from the prequels okay rebels season one and two more prequels season three and four more original well from the beginning they're setting up the rebel alliance it's showing the way the Rebel Alliance formed going into A New Hope. Okay, if that's the case, you see the same thing in Solo. Actually, that's where I was going to go. Solo, I would see almost as, not a, but because of how far out it is. Because Solo's, um, wait a minute, let me go back to the, to the actual timeline. Where'd it go? Ten years before A New Hope. Shouldn't, shouldn't Yeah. Because it starts off like 15 or 13 years before. Shouldn't you then technically do the, the forming of the Empire as year zero? That would be easier to, um, I think easier to do this stuff was... Um, um, do it by government. The Galactic Republic, you go with right. the Republic, the Imperial Era, and then the New Republic Era. Which is what they did right, during yeah. the, uh, with the expanded universe timelines for the yeah. books. Well, that was but, also a lot easier because they stay, they tried to stay away from the time between episode three and four. They didn't write mm-hmm. almost nothing in between there, which made it easy to break it there. Right. Which I can see they could still kind of do with the current stuff. Because if that's the case, Revenge of the Sith would be year zero. Because yeah. that's the formation of the new empire uh, of the galactic creation of the empire right so and your time time here bby and all that stuff would still be fine but your eras that you group stuff together would be yeah republic um empire new republic and then you could tag on the end first order now, or whatever comes after first order but first order final order uh sith empire all that stuff is right. all together but that's really the end of the new republic still you're only a year behind the destruction of the um Hosnian prime right mm-hmm. okay so it depends on what they put after that that would be the start of a new era. So here's the timeline and and they're they're touching on um key moments 
that I guess we see on screen or referenced on screen. Uh, Starting at 900 years BBY, Yoda born. Of course, this is what's referenced in Return of the Jedi. That's what's cool about this. It actually gives you reference on where they're getting these time frames. Now, 41 BBY, Anakin Skywalker is somehow conceived by midichlorians and his mom, Shimi, referenced in Phantom Menace. Uh, And then they say around this time, a young Yoda-like creature is born to mystery parents, referenced in Mandalorian. Uh, wrong. Well, no, it would be about right, because you got to think, no. after the Battle of Yavin, you got about 10 years before the Mandalorian, so this is 40 years before that. You're at 50 right. years. We we talked, I want to say we talked about this pre-show with, I talked about this pre-show with uh, Eric and Kylan on Mighty Marvel Geeks, and we came up with th- this timeline's wrong, because the 41 BBY should actually be 32 BBY. No, no, no. That's right, 41. Yeah, because it's Anakin's so, birth, and it's about 50 years before Mandalorian. Okay. I mean, that's where it says uh, also around this time. So it could have been, uh, like, 39 BBY to 45 BBY, you know? Right. For Yoda. Okay. Well, well, for the child. Tri- from the start of Phantom Menace to Mandalorian is 41 years. I could go there probably, yeah. Because you got 32 to um, to okay, A New okay, Hope okay. from so, Phantom Yeah, this is a, so this is nine years, so that, that would put it about right. Okay. Hmm? Sorry, I'm looking at my math wrong. Too much time doing Common Core with my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Um, 32 BBY. The Trade Federation escalates um, with the trade uh, in the whole blockading of Naboo. Uh, C-3PO and R2-D2 meet for the first time. Qui-Gon Jinn. And Padwan um, discover Fort the uh, discover uh, Anakin and save him from slavery. Yippee! Um, and Kitster uh, disappears. Yeah, never to be seen again. Uh, next, Queen Admiral leads the liberation of Naboo. Go ahead. Derek. Mm-hmm. What was that Derek? I was just going to say you don't want to know what happened to him. <laughs> Trust. <laughs> Uh, of course, this is where uh, Obi-Wan slices Darth Maul in two after he kills Qui-Gon, sending him tumbling to his apparent death. Palpatine is elected Chancellor of the Republic, according to the Holonet archives, um, and Anakin starts his Jedi training. Jedi Master Sifo-Dyas commissions Kaminoan cloners to build an army for for the Republic, as mentioned in the attack clone. Um, again, and then if you, if you read Dooku, that may or may not be totally accurate. <laughs> Sifo-Dyas may have actually been Dooku in disguise, if that's what you're referring to. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, that may or may not be totally accurate. <laughs> Which is what I loved in uh, in the book, is when they touch on yeah. that. Like, ooh. Which is why I, I say Dooku may have been responsible if the child who, who has a name that we aren't privy to yet, um, if the child is a clone of Yoda, the person best to have gotten that genetic material would have been Doku. Yeah, but this mm. is still um, 10 years after um, that would have had to happen if you, for the child to be the right age. Yeah, but... I, but this, again, they could say he's 50 years old and it'd be just an average... Yeah, he's right around 50 years old or so, you know? That may not yeah. have been a hard number. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But they say they say in Attack of the Clone... Remember, this is 32 BBY. 
why. Who, who's to say? Yeah, and this is just saying Sifo-Dyas commissions the cloners to build the army. Yeah. Who, who's to say Sifo-Dyas slash Dooku didn't approach them prior to, to to see if the cloning could be done? Possibly. In general, so. See, since they don't put the book information on here, I'm trying to remember when... Um, when, when, when trying to remember at the end of Dooku, when was it that he actually left the Order, timeline-wise? Yeah. So it's close it. to the Phantom Menace. Actually, he hadn't been gone that long when we get into... See, the, but the book gives you the impression he was gone longer. Yeah, he, I gotta go back he, and read it. Because he leaves the Order to go become ruler of Sidonia. Yeah. And take his natural birthright on the throne. Yeah. So... I go back and re-listen so I got the time on that. It's a great so book. So if I remember, he's actually already dead at that point, too. It's a great book. <laughs> yeah. I still haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. I did see it's actually out in hardcover now. Yeah, the hardcover is the uh, script. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't yeah, that's what, that's what it is. There. It's the script. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's like when you get the uh, script for... There, there's a, a script to the radio dramas of uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Or is, yeah. the t- or is the TV script one or the other? So you can watch the show and read along and see all the notes and whatnot and go with it. That, that's what this is. It's a transcript of the book. Okay. In script form. Uh, 22 BBY. Separatists make a couple of attempts on Senator, Senator, not Queen anymore, but Senator Amidala's life. Uh, Obi-Wan's investigation leads him to Kamino, where he discovers a fully-fledged clone army. Um, Anakin sl- slaughters a whole herd of lamb. I mean, entire village of Tusken Raiders. Men, women, and children in revenge for the death of his mother. Guys hey, did I don't seek revenge? Guys got issues. Anger management. Oh, no. And um, not just with Sam. And because of this, Padme becomes strangely attracted to him. Uh, because he... They killed a bunch yeah, of Tuscan. Not because of that. <laughs> <laughs> During this time, though. <laughs> he br- he I just killed, the- slaughtered an entire village of Tuscan Raiders. In you your name. Look, you look <laughs> sexier now than you've ever looked before. <laughs> uh, Naboo's Senate representative Jar Jar Binks calls for Supreme Chancellor Palpatine to be given emergency powers. It's all Jar Jar's fault. Mm-hmm. Yep. But you know, in his defense, he's not naive, didn't know any better. He just fell into the trap. Unless you believe the theory that I think Ahmed Best even said even go there. that, <laughs> that Jar Jar Binks <laughs> was supposed to be a Sith Lord. I like Jar Jar. I don't know. There ain't no way. No, no, no. If he, if he was, then Jar Jar was the best at playing dumb. Mm. That's where um, Niku learned it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, because of being able to give Palpatine the emergency powers, he's able to bring the clone army in surface. Service, along as bringing them service. Or surface. God. <laughs> Stumble <laughs> over my own words. Uh, those clone troopers uh, followed the Jedi into action against the Separatist forces. Uh, Jango is killed in battle, but you see the head separate from the helmet quite clearly now in the movie. Now, I'm telling you, once you see it, you'll never unsee it. I'm wondering, though, I have to go back. I have the um, original DVD copy of... I wonder if that was actually in the DVD. It is. It is. That was on the original one? Okay. It was there for... It was the second time seeing it in the theaters when I noticed it. Okay. Because as much as Lucas fiddled with stuff, I would not be surprised if he added that. That was there from the beginning. Mm. From the beginning. Wait, you think it might be another McClunky? 
so next, it wouldn't be the first. Uh, <laughs> Separatist leader Count Dooku is revealed to be a Sith Lord and chops Anakin's arm, chops off Anakin's arm in a lightsaber duel. And then uh, Geonosian leader Puggle the Lesser hands the Separatist Death Star plans to Dooku. Anakin and Pad- Padme marry in secret and the Clone Wars begins. You can't say it that way. You gotta say begun, begun the Clone Wars have. <laughs> and the next day, Anakin gets a new Padawan. <laughs> yep. So now we see Ahsoka Tano. Yay. Yay. Uh, that is also 22 BBY. 21 BBY. The young Boba Fett infuriates or infiltrates God, a Republic's Star Destroyer <laughs> in an effort to take revenge on Mace Windu or Jango's death. That's in the Clone Wars. 21. Wait. All of this, and we're still 21 years away from the Battle of Yavin. Okay. Is, is this, this has got, that has to be a typo. This says ABY. It's st- it would still be BBY. Yeah, it's, no, no, no it's BBY. There's a typo. Uh, 21 BBY, a brilliant scientist, Galen Urso, is captured by Separatist forces and subsequently rescued by Orson Krennic. At this point in time, a Republic officer. It will turn out that the move um, was an ulterior motive involving a certain planet-killing super weapon. And this is from Catalyst, a Rogue One novel. This is one of the very few uh, book references on this list. Which is why, why couldn't they Until have added, did... why couldn't they have added the book reference then from Dooku? I don't know. Well, that, exactly. it could also be that Dooku's too new, because actually, the um, after Return of the Jedi, they have some book references in there. Uh, 20 BBY. Uh, Darsidious orders Dooku to eliminate Asajj Ventress. Um, so obviously the Dooku book takes place before 20 BBY. Yeah. Um, and presumed dead, the former Sith Lord Darth Maul is discovered. Half the man he used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And he is discovered by Savage Opress on Lothar Minor. Anakin, Ahsoka, and Obi-Wan train meet and train future insurgent Saw Guerrero to fight against the Separatists on Odoran. Uh, construction of the Death Star begins above Geonosis. And actually the um, Dooku novel, I believe, takes place before the Clone Wars TV series because Asajj is still being trained by Dooku. And by, when you start the Clone Wars series, she's already a fully trained apprentice. Or not fully trained, but... So you missed that one, Mike, but I think Dooku takes place before um, the Clone Wars series. Yeah. Because so. when we get to the Clone Wars series, Asajj is pretty much knows what she's doing. And you yeah. can see in the book, mm. she's still learning how to, de- how to um, do things with Dooku. I want to say it takes place almost right after Attack of the Clones. Because mm. Asajj would have been with him during Attack Clones. We just don't see him. Yeah. I, yeah, because the original micro-series, which is where she auditions for Dooku, is not considered canon anymore. Well, yeah, because they changed that backstory anyway. Yeah. Oh, right. I want to rewatch that series. I loved that series. Yeah, I have it on DVD. I got to pull it out and watch it. I I ripped, was- I ripped the DVD episodes to uh, to iTunes. It's like I have it as iTunes episode. Actually, I actually edited it all together as one long episode. Ooh. <laughs> Someone had some time on his hands. Yes, I did. I was, yeah, playing, around, I was playing around with software when I did it. Um, 19 BBY. Maul and Oppressed join forces 
with criminal gangs and Mandalorian hardliners. Death Watch to overthrow and kill Mandalorian's peaceful leader and Obi-Wan's love interest, Duchess Satine Crete. Now, this was a question uh, that Josh and I were talking about as well. Ogaton is Sabine's aunt or just family I friend? I don't remember. I thought Satine and Bogaton were related, weren't they? Satine and Bo were sisters. I don't remember. Oh, well, I'm bringing up Wikipedia right now. Thank you, as I keep going through this timeline. Actually, wait. Instead of that, let me... Because we're going to get through this timeline. That's going to almost wrap show. Yeah. Which I apologize, mm. but we had such a great topic about Boba Fett. Um, so, Darcidius cleans up the mess, killing Oprah, uh, Opress and capturing Maul. Uh, wrongfully framed for murder, Ahsoka quits the Jedi Order and disappears. And she becomes Fulcrum. Um, Supreme Leader... That's coming. <laughs> Supreme Leader, Pal- Supreme Chancellor Palpatine is kidnapped by Separatist forces. Uh, Dooku is executed by Anakin during the rescue. And Obi-Wan kills the Separatist cyborg military commander, General Grievous. All right. Uh, Palpatine is revealed to be Sidious. Anakin is seduced by the dark side, becomes Darth Vader. Um, Palpatine declares himself emperor and the Galactic Republic becomes the Galactic Empire. Order 66 is executed, thus causing the clone troopers to turn on the Jedi and all but why Wiping them out. There's still some out there. One goes, hey, they got luck. Uh, Vader kills the remaining Separatist leaders on Mustafar and takes up residency there. Uh, Vader de- is defeated by Obi-Wan in a duel, uh, thus leading to his life in the cybernetic life suit. Uh, Padme dies giving birth to twins, Luke and Leia, and Luke is given to his step-uncle and aunt, Owen and Beru, while Leia goes with Senator Organa on Alderaan. Uh, Obi-Wan and Yoda go into hiding on Tatooine and Dagobah. In 17 BBY, Galen Erso is forced to work on the Death Star um, and does a runner with wife Lyra and daughter Jen from their home on Corsican with the help from Saul Guerrero, again from the Rogue One novel, Catalyst, which I need to read again. Uh, 13 BBY, Krennic tracks down the Erso family on Lamu. Lyra dies. Galen goes back to work on the Death Star, leaving Jen to get, um, yeah, unconventional upbringing from Saul. Uh, Han Solo at the same time is escaping captivity on Corella. Corellia. Now listen, the Imperial Navy and bags himself a surname. Uh, 10 BBY. Han Solo meets, uh, his best friend forever. Who's there till he end, till he dies. Live or die. Wookie by my side. Chewbacca. Um, defects from the Empire and joins Beckett's criminal gang. Uh, the rebellious L337 initiates a droid uprising on Kessel. And Solo completes the Kessel a Kessel Run in the Millennium Falcon in a record-breaking 12 R6. He's also impressed. He also, he's so impressed he later wins the Falcon from Lando in the game of Sabacc. Uh, Solo helps out Empress Nest proto-rebels and de- but declines to join the cause. Uh, who would know he would do so nine years later? Uh, Kira assumes day-to-day control of Crimson Dawn, answering directly to Maul. Uh, 5 BBY Force-sensitive Ezra Bridger joins the crew of the Ghost uh, fugitive Jedi Kanan Jarrus takes him on as a Padawan. Four BBY rebel informant Fulcrum revealed to be Ahsoka. Empire commences siege of Lothal. Emperor unleashes Darth Vader to sort out growing rebel problem. And then we see Rex, Wolf, and Gregor join the rebel cause. Uh, three BBY Maul blinds Kanan Jarrus in, in battle. Ahsoka faces Vader for the first time since she was Anakin's apprentice. Two BBY and uh, Obi Wan finishes the job he. Couldn't for killing Maul on Tatooine. Maul Motha resigns from the Imperial Senate and calls for a 
formation of the Alliance to restore the Republic. Uh, chopper base on Etalon destroyed by Admiral Thrawn's forces, forcing rebels to relocate to Yadvor. Yeah, looking this up, uh, Sabine is not, I don't think she's related to the other two at all, because okay. she's um, House Ren, or she's actually House Vizsla. Okay. Original. She, I mean, she's Clan Ren, but House Vizsla. Okay. Uh, Kanan Jarrus killed, sacrificing himself to save the rest of the Ghost crew. Bridger has an audience with the Emperor before he and Thrawn go missing in action. Bo-Katan Kreese takes the Mandalorian throne after Sabine Wren gives her the ceremonial Darksaber. So all these people, and I think we talked about it in uh, the last episode, all these people are saying, oh, Sabine's dead because... Uh, Gideon's got the Darksaber. Uh, no. He had to take it from Bo-Katan, as far as we know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as we can tell, Bo-Katan is dead, not Sabine. Maybe. Unless she's still in an Imperial prison somewhere. Which is entirely possible. possible. We don't know the fate of Bo-Katan. We just know she was the last one seen with the saber. Well, we are we find- at the end of Rebels, the, um, the stuff with, um, the stuff at the end of Rebels with Ahsoka and Sabine taking off, when does that happen exactly? Is that after the Battle of um, Endor? Yes. I don't remember. Yes. So, by the time you get to Mandalorian, if she's been in, pri- if she's in prison, it's real recent. Yeah. Mm. So she's probably had, out there it, it looking for Ezra. It could have happened right after uh, or during that whole Night of a Thousand Tears. No, we, th- we thought that was before Yavin, remember? It still could be. We don't know. Yeah. Because, um, but or, it or, does... or it could have happened between Yavin and Empire. No, 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 because remember, Jason, that's the name of the kid, right? Yeah. He's five or six, and he was born right before Yavin. Yeah. Like within a year of Yavin. So this uh, the when we see him again and it's um, Sabine and Ahsoka going after Ezra, it's, it has to be after Return of the Jedi or else he's uh, real big for a two-year-old. Right, right, right. No, I'm saying the whole Night of Night of a Thousand Tears, there, there, that hasn't been given an actual date on when that occurs. Yeah. Well, he I'm doesn't a, have to give the Darksaber then either. True. He may have got the Darksaber after that. True. But <laughs> we know Mandalore still exists once on BBY. Yes. Point blank. So the destruction of Mandalore has to happen after. Yeah. So, not saying the planet is totally gone, but it doesn't mean the surface wasn't destroyed. And that still could have been done by Star Destroyers. Uh, zero BBY. Um, Rebels secure their first significant victory over the Empire on Scarif. Uh, Leia is eventually captured by Vader. Um, most of this at this point in time, uh, I'm not going to touch, because we're just slowly running out of time, I don't want to touch on stuff that we already know, um, because of the movies. I'm going to hit stuff that not in the films. Um, yeah, three to see f- all the stuff after Return of the Jedi. Four, four ABY, Han, uh, uh, correction, five ABY. Han Solo helps Chewie to liberate Kashyyyk from Imperial rule. Uh, the New Republic secures final victory over the remains of the Empire at the Battle of Jakku. Mon Motha signs the Galactic Concordance and the Empire is dissolved. Uh, a faction of top Imperials led by Grand Admiral Ray Salone and General General Hux's dad, Brindle, travel through unknown regions to start the First Order. Ben Solo is born. 9 BBY is when we start getting the uh, Mandalorian. Uh, 21 ABY, First Order starts using crime syndicates to fund its military activities. 28 ABY, at this point in time, I'm just going to say numbers because this is all after the Battle of Yavin. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The truth about Leia's Sithy parentage is leaked out by political enemies, engulfing her in scandal, uh, forcing her 
her to resign from the Senate. Um, sensing the threat of an increasingly active First Order, she forms the resistance to keep check. Uh, 28 to 34, Ben Solo is persuaded by Supreme Leader Snoke to turn to the dark side. He trashes Luke's new Jedi school, kills most of his fellow students, and renames himself Kylo Ren. Luke goes into exile on Octu and switches himself off. Uh, at the same time, Kazuda Ziano goes undercover as a resistance spy on the Colossus. Uh, 34 ABY, uh, 34, Poe Dameron finds the map detailing now we're all touching into uh, yeah, the Force, Awakens. Force Awakens and the current trilogy. So we got all that. So there's a big chunk of time there that we don't know what happens. Exactly. Exactly. So at this point in time, I got to, because of just where we're at in recording, I just got to say final thoughts. We covered a lot. I understand yeah. we didn't cover all the stories I said we were going to cover at the start, but we had some good conversation tonight. Yeah. And some of the stuff that we still had are still going to be good for next week also. So, oh yeah. I think right now we're going to kind of hit some, some of that slow news stuff. Mm, yeah. Well, I don't know because we're coming right up. But my final thought is uh, Disney actually, Disney Plus announced that the Clone Wars is coming back in what is it, three weeks now? Four weeks? February 17th. Weeks. We're getting Clone Wars again. The day before my birthday. Yeah. Four, yes. Two, three, four, uh, six weeks. Six weeks? Okay. We are six But that's going to be right. It's going to be here pretty rapidly. Yeah. And that's, that's actually going to answer a couple of these Mandalorian questions because uh, it's all been confirmed that we're going to see um, the Clone Wars era Siege of Mandalore during uh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any other final thoughts? Uh, just one bit of sad news. Uh, I guess it came out that uh, it's been determined that there was one casualty that we didn't realize happened in Rise of Skywalker, and it affects one of the guests we've had previously on this show, and that's uh, Nia Noon, or Nia Noon, or however you want to pronounce it. Nia Noon, that's what it is, yes. <laughs> I always flip I always his name. So, sadly, it looks like he, he did not make it out of the battle. Oh. Yeah, I guess that's, well, oh, that's in the actual novel. Yeah, well, I got to say, um, I, I've been picking up more, uh, did I order? Right. I finished it. Fall in order. Did I fall I in finished order? it. I'm still, I'm, I'm, finished, but... I'm still stuck on Zepho the first time. Oh, really? I'm at that <laughs> point where I'm trying to jump the rooftops. I go to the rooftop, jump up to the next rooftop, run across it to the round cylinder thing, and I can't get the jump to the next rooftop. <laughs> then maybe you have to come back there again. No, because you have to go forward to get there to complete that planet. This, I'm there for the first time. I know. All of the planets you go to multiple times. Right. But you, yeah. have, you have, I've seen walkthroughs. You have to do this part. I just, I'm not skilled enough. There's another way to do it that you haven't found yet. I, no, you jump. Well, it's, I'm, some I'm, of, I'm not timing that, it right. Yeah, some of that stuff is a bit tricky. It's timing. I'm not hitting my timing right. Yeah, I, I have, mm. I've, I finished the game. I have everything completed except for one tactical file I didn't get or something like that. I don't remember. There's one file I didn't get that I got to go back and re-get. I got to remember what it is, though. But I had it almost 100%. Nice. I'm still play- I, oh, well, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, how no, can I say Are this? you on one of the um, planets you find out about later? Yes. Okay. I'm about to go there. Yeah, not all of the planets are on your map originally. Okay. Yeah. That's I, really, that's kind of a spoiler, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. Even with this frustration of not being able to get this jump, I, I still love the game. Yeah, it's it's a really good game. It's a lot of fun. It's just, it's frustrating. And, and it's not a game issue. It's a me issue. <laughs> that makes it worse. <laughs> so, it, it's like, it's, why can't I just do it? 
Exactly. It's like I won't tell you with resur- uh, the resurrection campaign in uh, Battlefront Two. I got I was stuck for the longest time on how do I complete this thing of putting the four charges on that first reactor when you first enter the reactor room. I have to replay through that again. Yeah, it's, it's it's in chapter three. It's right near the end because you go underneath. Um, you put the you put three charges on the first one, and then you go downstairs into the control room, and then you got to do some stuff there. But as you're doing the charges, you got flame troopers and riot troopers and storm troopers and imperial officers, and it's just a flood of troops. And, and you get the auto turret. So I'm using a combination of it and the and the heavy and the heavy machine gun to blast my way through all this. <laughs> and then I'm like finding hiding spots. Where can I hide to watch these people come up so I can blast them and throw thermal detonators at them? <laughs> it's the only way I was able to do it. <laughs> But I finally got through, so um, so it was cool. And, and I, I was shocked by the ending. And I'm hoping with this new um, update for it, there's some new mission. No, there's not. It's all cosmetic. It's all cosmetic. So 25 bucks for just cosmetic looks. That's why I did. That's why I didn't buy it. I double checked it. and I read through it three or four times to make sure. And it's all stuff you can actually get in game. It just takes longer. Mm, okay. so 25 bucks. It's all cosmetic stuff. It's um, new skins, new this, new that. Couple of new hero characters. That's a shame. Yeah, I thought it was Rise of Skywalker out, you would actually, because where that game lets off, at the end of the huh? second set of missions, um, sets up for stuff later. Right. And you can't continue. So hopefully they are going to have stuff that's just not out yet. I don't know. Mm. Don't know. I'll have to see. That's like, I'm kind of hoping we get some DLC or something for um, Fallen Order eventually. Yeah. I, I, don't know. I have no out of that. Plan. Probably won't get anything until we get to um, Fallen Order 2. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Other than that, any other final thoughts? Nope. I got nothing. I would think about it, but I think we'd be here for another 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm already looking at this going, I'm probably going to have to edit some things out. So, on that note, I'm just going to say... Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jet, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of the SAR-2 unit. Boba Fett? Boba Fett? Where?